Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. There were plenty of years where there were guys who would dread being drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Not anymore. Astronauts report it feels good. Two minutes, 25 seconds. Brandon Bean realizes they're in a window of two to three years max to get this done while the iron's still hot. And getting Von Miller into that situation was big for the Bills. Ten, nine. Oh, ho, ho, baby. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Buffalo Fanatics, Z-Bot here with you. Monday night, Labor Day, smoke break. Live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. It is your boy Z-Bot here with you. And it is officially game week. Week one of the NFL season. Three short days away. Bills, Rams, Thursday night prime time live from SoFi Stadium 815 Eastern on NBC. Are you kidding me? I am ready to rock, baby. Got my Buffalo Zubas, whatever you call these overalls on. Oh, I am pumped up. So glad to have you in with me on this holiday evening hope everybody enjoyed their labor day weekend i know i sure did had an absolutely incredible weekend i spent it out at the gorge in washington now i don't know how many of you guys are big music fans but music fans aside if you are a fan of having a good time if you are a fan of the most beautiful scenery you've ever seen in your life. Put it on your bucket list. The Gorge in Washington, about two hours from Seattle. You have got to visit it. I was out there the entire weekend, three straight nights for, you know, you know me, for my boy Dave Matthews, three straight concerts in a row out there. And let me tell you, folks, Bill's Mafia, they traveled well. Bill's Mafia traveled well for the gorge out for Dave Matthews. So I was out there rocking my Bills gear. I was hearing the the shout chant all weekend long, met a bunch of people with Bills jerseys on. I myself trekked out there with my Bills gear on because as you know, it was game week and I wasn't going to waste any time. 
So here I am out at the gorge. As you can see in the back here, that's the view. You can't beat it. Look at that. That is as gorgeous as it gets. And I'm not talking about this guy right in the middle here, nor am I talking about the guy up top leaping over me. Shout out my man Rory Presley on Twitter for this edit. Love it. So I spent my weekend at the gorge trying to get myself <clears throat> just a little bit relaxed and have a good weekend as uh, I like to do before every season because it's back to that time where we need to start gearing up to get ready for the anxiety, right? We need to start being ready for the constant panic attacks, the edge of our seat. It's a full commitment. And the fact that it's here, folks, oh, my God, I couldn't be more stoked, and I couldn't be more stoked to have you in as we share this season together. So here we are. It is game week, and this is the preview show for the Bills versus Rams, and I can't believe I'm saying that. You know, it's funny. I have no patience. I have no patience for anything. I was on a flight this morning and it's just like, you're waiting for people to get off the plane. And you're like, cause I don't want to be the guy to stand up and take the stuff off the, the luggage carrier and stand in the middle of the alleyway. Cause nobody likes that guy. But I also hate sitting in my seat for that long, but I do it. And this is kind of like that to the nth degree waiting for football to be here. And the fact that it is this week, I still can't get over it. It doesn't feel real. But it's going to feel all too real when we see Josh Allen and the boys take the field Thursday night. So right here tonight on the smoke break, we are going to get in depth into this game. Take a look at it from the preview perspective, what to look out for, what we can expect and kind of my personal thoughts on what I view the game as, as we head into it. Wanted to start on a tweet that I saw from Mike Floria. <clears throat> Thought he made a really Great point that I think encapsulates a lot of points that I've been making this offseason. As we know, as Bills fans, the expectations that have been levied upon the Bills this season are unlike any we have ever seen. The expectations are through the moon, sky high. We've never seen anything quite like it. And it does take some getting used to, something I don't think we are quite used to yet this year, even though last year, right? The Bills were still, of course, contenders, potentially 13 seconds away from getting into the Super Bowl. Going into the year, the hype wasn't exactly what it is this year. After the offseason the Bills had, after the additions they made, after how they looked in the playoffs a season ago, the hype train is real and everybody's on it. Not just Bills Mafia, but everybody. And this is something we're not accustomed to. And I think people who are not part of the fan base do a good job of shining light on it better than we can because we, of course, have an inherent bias. And I've had this conversation with you guys before. It's nice to take a step back and look at it from the other perspective because sometimes that is a good, healthy way to approach going into this season. Because if we go into it Super Bowl or bust, which is exactly how we feel, right? There's only one way to go out of the season feeling satisfied. And when you break down is, you know, the math essentially as to how hard that is to do, it blows your mind. Then again, though, we have no reason not to believe it. The Bills are the favorite. The Bills should be the favorite. And that's why I think this upcoming game Thursday night means so much, not only as far as one game is concerned, but as far as the grand scheme 
of the entirety of the season is concerned as far as the grand scheme of the expectations that are currently on the Bills' shoulders. Mike Florio tweeted this out uh, yesterday. So Chris Morrison put out a statistic that is truly mind-boggling when you break it down, and that's kind of what I was just getting at. Chris Morrison said that recently he saw on a site the Bills had the best percentage of winning the Super Bowl at 6.1%. He goes, not great at math, but it meant the Bills had a 93.9% chance of not winning the Super Bowl. And his whole point was the Bills are potentially the best team in the league. They deserve to be the Super Bowl favorite, but that's the NFL for you. That's what makes this league so great. You can be the Super Bowl favorite and still have a 94% chance of not winning the whole thing. And Mike Florio goes on to quote tweet it, and he says, this underscores a point we've been making. The expectations for the Bills are ridiculously high. It seems like an unfair amount of pressure, and it's fair to wonder whether it will get to them. And I think that that's an absolutely fair point. That's all Mike Florio is saying right there, right? Mm. Excuse me, my allergies are so bad. So bear with me tonight if I, if I sound a little raspier than usual. I mean, I know my, I know it sounds like I'm ripping down a car in a day as is, hence the smoke break. But I got some allergy situations going heavy right now. So pardon me if I got to get a little sniffle in. I got to get a little <clears throat> going in. I'm still revved up, ready to rock. Don't you worry. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Mike Florio, though, his point in general is saying, because I listen to pro football talk every day. We, I've told you this before. And his whole point here is every time that they tend to talk about the Bills on the show, they're always praising them. And how could you not? Everybody is. But they are making a valid point in saying that the expectations for the Bills are insane. And it's kind of refreshing to hear it from him outside of somebody from the Bills fan base, because I think that we already have those expectations. But when somebody from the outside is also confirming that these expectations are truly immeasurably high, it really puts into perspective just how much is bearing on the shoulders of the Bills as they head into this season. And how much more pressure could you possibly add to the mix than opening up the season? against the Rams and not just opening up your season, opening up the entirety of the 2022 NFL season against the reigning champs in the newest and most prominent stadium in the NFL on standard cable in front of probably what will be the biggest audience as far as viewership is concerned until the playoffs or the Super Bowl hits. The pressure's immense. And that to me is why this game means so much. The Bills go into this game on Thursday not needing to win it just to be able to improve to 1-0 and get the wheels turning. But I think this does a world of either good or bad for them as far as confidence is concerned moving towards the season as the season continues to move on. The last time that we saw the starting unit for the Buffalo Bills on a regulation field was that 13-second game. And I, of course, don't believe that this team is still dwelling on that. But that is the last time that they were out on the field. And ever since we've seen them out on the field, you would have never thought that they lost that game based on how everybody's been talking about them. You would have never thought the Bills lost that game. And we talked about this just a week ago or so when I was talking about Josh Allen and his ascendance into superstardom. 
you know when it happened. It happened after the Patriots game and then was doubled down after the Chiefs game. Had you had not watched that Chiefs game and you just went and looked at what everybody was saying about Josh Allen afterwards, you would have thought that he won the game for him. And of course, he did. The defense let him down. But after that game, you would have thought the Bills had won it all. But they didn't. The last time we saw them out on the field was a heartbreaker. But ever since then, from this moment back until then, it has been nothing but a hype train going light speed right into the season. And it's going to come down to two different ways that that train can go come Thursday night. And I think that that's why that ga- this game coming up means so much more than a standard opening game. And that, to me, of course, is why I'm more excited than I have ever been. Because I truly think that this means so much more than just a week one opener for the Buffalo Bills. Now, when I say this, when I talk about the pressure, when I talk about how much this game means, you could shoot it down. Of course, you could say it's just a game. It might not matter. And you might be right. Absolutely. But in my opinion, they don't even need to win this game Thursday to prove to everybody that the expectations that are expected of them coming into this season are valid. And I think as long as they can go out Thursday and prove to themselves that they are who they have convinced everybody to be, who they have convinced themselves that they are, I think that's going to go a long way. And that might, not, not even, that might not even require a win. Hence, the Bills-Chiefs game last year in the playoffs. The Bills just got to come out and show that they are truly as good as they seem on paper, as we've been told, as we've seen with our own eyes, and as we've seen based on what we can expect from what we've already seen with the additions that have already been put in place. If they win this game... I think we have every reason to not only believe what we've already confirmed to ourselves this offseason, but we have every reason to believe that as we go forward into this season, we can meet those immeasurable expectations, as Chris Mortensen pointed out. Because you look around this league, everybody's got a chance to win the Super Bowl. And even though the Bills is only 6.3% or whatever it is, it's still higher than anybody else's. And if I think if they go out Thursday in the biggest crowd that they've played against in a regular season game, as far as national broadcast audience is concerned, if they go out and they prove to the world, hey, those bills you've been hearing about, you better quit having any doubt because there's still people who have a doubt. And that's fine. Because unfortunately, we have given people slivers to have their doubts. When it comes to the last second plays, when it comes to facing the Chiefs, when it comes to potentially the big game, quote unquote, we've given people those reasons. But if you go out and you smack the Rams in the mouth or you play a barn burner style game with them, there isn't going to be a single question the next day. However, if you go out and lay an egg, because let's be real here, last year, the Bills, as the season went on, is when we started to realize who they were, who they could be. And then as, when the playoffs started, that's when the exclamation point was put on that. But let's not forget what the Bills went out and did against a very mediocre, in my opinion, Pittsburgh Steeler team. Week one at home, just a season ago. They laid an egg. 
Josh Allen didn't show up. The defense, they played fine, but ultimately not enough to win the game. And the special teams was all over the place. That game in particular wound up being decided on a block punt. That game, to me, the exact opposite of that has to happen this coming Thursday. Win or lose. If you lose to the Rams in a fashion that you lose to the Chiefs, I'm going to be fine with that. Now, I'm not gearing up for a letdown here. Don't, don't buy into that. Don't twist my words. I'm just talking about what I think the expectations are for the Bills currently and how they will be perceived come Thursday. The point I'm making is a win doesn't necessarily need to be gotten in order to prove that. However, a win in general will really, really emphasize these expectations that everybody at this point is currently aware of and that everybody knows is a big weight on the shoulders of these Buffalo Bills. So it seems. Of course, we'll never really know. And the way Josh Allen is, of course, the way Sean McDermott carries himself, the way this team carries himself in general, you'd never know if pressure got to them or not. But you'd have to imagine out of any team going into this season, who would have the most pressure? It's the Buffalo Bills. And they don't have to admit it. They never will. And they don't even have to buy into it. And I think a lot of times when we talk about pressure, it's narratives that us fans make up. It's narratives that the media makes up. But if you really wanted to get down to brass tacks and talk about pressure going into a season, get down and think about who's got more pressure. The Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, right? He's still that fringe guy. Still that fringe guy, according to the NFL, according to the players, just a couple weeks ago, last week rather, the NFL top 100, left out of the top 10. And I know I went into that in depth, and I know it's just a stupid list, and I know it means nothing, but that just goes to show you where the view is right now. And this is what I was talking about. There's still those sliver of doubts. Anybody with eyes knows Josh Allen's a top 10 NFL player, but he's still left out, right? He's still left out. Everybody knows Sean McDermott's one of the best coaches in the NFL. But he's oftentimes not categorized in that. Why? He drops two to Kansas City in the playoffs. He loses the late game to Houston in his first playoff appearance. All that pressure builds up on top of the fact that you go into the season as the Super Bowl favorites. So, yes, maybe they don't admit it. They never will. And maybe they don't even think that it's real, and most probably don't. But when that term pressure comes up, if you want to categorize it, the only way you can do it as far as who has the most pressure, yes, it's the Buffalo Bills. And that is why I think this Thursday, with a win or an incredible performance, you erase the 13-second game immediately. That monkey's off the back. Frankly, that monkey should be off the back drive one. I think it's already off the back of the team, but I don't think us fans have that off the back yet. But how would you feel, you watching this right now, if the Bills go out Thursday night against the reigning champs and punch them right in the mouth? You going to be thinking about that 13 seconds anymore? I know I sure am not. Because all I'm going to be thinking about is what this team has currently, what they just displayed, and what that could potentially mean moving forward so that a 13-second situation is something we never have to worry about again. This Thursday night is everything. It's huge. 
And I know there's plenty of people out here who will watch this, who won't watch this, who have their opinions, and they say it's just a game. Every game's the same. The game against the Rams is the same as the game against the Jets. I disagree completely. And I think deep down you all, you all disagree with that sentiment too. Some games mean much more than others, even if they don't have a direct meaning. It's week one. The Bills could drop this one 48 to nothing. They could go 16 and one and then win every game in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. But in my eyes, this game has a ton riding on it. A ton riding on it. And I think all it takes is a great performance and even more so a win to alleviate that pressure to get the monkey off the back of last season and really hit this season in full speed stride. Because this game's going to be a major litmus test. You've seen the schedule. I mean, you think this Rams game is tough. Yeah, sure, of course it is. It's probably the toughest game on their schedule. Perhaps if you don't think it's the toughest, easily one of the top four toughest games. But it gets no easier. This game's a huge litmus test. You got to host the Tennessee Titans a week following that, a team that you haven't been able to beat in a couple seasons. You've lost in heartbreaking fashion. A team who a season ago, you were the better team then. And you lose on a one-yard sneak that you can't get, and ultimately that could have wound up being the difference between the Bills having home field advantage in the playoffs or not. And then you take it off to Miami, where everybody wants to tell us that the Miami Dolphins are the new team, the new ascending team in the AFC East that we got to look out for. Look out, Buffalo. Here comes Tua and Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins. That'll be the narrative. And here comes Lamar Jackson, the MVP, right? The team that the Bills have always had epic battles with. And then the Steelers. And then, of course, the Chiefs. It gets no easier. You make a statement Thursday night if you come out of the shoots and prove to everybody that the expectations that have been put on the Bills' shoulders are legit and they have been earned, and they will most likely be lived up upon. If not for winning the Super Bowl, at least being shown that the thought that they can do it and that they should do it is there. So let's get into the game here. Ultimately, I think that there's a variety of factors that go into this game that make it so much more exciting outside of it just being the matchup in itself, right? The Bills being a team that was just a couple seconds away from potentially playing these Rams in the Super Bowl. The Rams, of course, winning the Super Bowl. You look at these two teams, how they match up, two incredible offenses, two incredible defenses, great wide receiver core on both sides, great coaches. Hell, These coaches basically share the same names. You have Sean McVay and Sean McDermott. And I think right now, you'd have a real tough time telling me that there's any better team in the NFC than the LA Rams. And you'd have a real tough time telling me that there's any better team in the AFC than the Buffalo Bills. You could not ask for a better opening game than this. I don't care if you're a Bills fan, a Rams fan or not. The fact that this is the Bills is insane to me. I mean, think about it. Think about if you were just, you know, a Lions fan, whatever, a Jets fan. God bless you. I mean, don't even want to put that into your head, but just run with me here. I mean, think about it. I'm sure if you're like me, you get excited for big time matchups, even if the Bills are involved. I mean, I know I'm excited for a a ton of these games coming up this weekend. My God, the matchups coming up are insane. But when you look at this slate, I mean, who in their right mind who has even a remote liking for football? 
doesn't think that this game is as big as it gets to open up the season and who in their right mind who even remotely likes football isn't going to have NBC on at 8:15 Eastern this coming Thursday this game is massive massive and the fact that it involves the Buffalo Bills the fact that it involves the expectations I was just referring to the fact that the whole thing could potentially set up the stage for what most people think could be the preview of the Super Bowl is just epic the one thing I look at right now going into this game that I think could be the potential you know the one thing that I think that could be the potential thing that I look at as far as okay well if the Rams are going to win this game it's how right that one thing would be Sean McVay. I think Sean McVay, as far as, of course, the coaches that have already solidified themselves as the best in the league, you know, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, uh, of course, Bill Belichick. If you want to talk about young coaches, I think that we forget that Sean McVay came into this league the exact same year that Sean McDermott did. It kind of seems like Sean McVay has been coaching in this league at a head coaching position forever, doesn't it? Because all you do is all you ever hear about is Sean McVay, Sean McVay. And look, I'm one to try and do my best to kind of knock people off their pedestal as far as constantly being given all these accolades and attention and and credibility and whatever. I'm going to have a tough time doing that with Sean McVay. The guy has earned every bit of credibility he's gotten. He comes into this league in 2017. He's got two Super Bowl appearances, one win. And then the one game against the Patriots in which they do lose in the Super Bowl, he's got Jared Goff, who he decides to move off of essentially immediately, an incredible move that wind up regenerating the way that all of these teams look at their personnel. And they also lost that game by a score. I mean, that game was as boring as it could possibly get. They were right there. Nobody's been more well-run than the L.A. Rams and Sean McVay's come in. Here's the stat that sticks out to me the most, and it also kind of correlates to what we saw from Sean McVay the last time the Buffalo Bills played these L.A. Rams. As I said, Sean McVay came into this league in 2017. He is 5-0 and in week one games. And you might ask yourself, well, why is that? Is it the scheduling? Is it who they're playing? Are they just that much better? I just think that that goes to show you how incredible he is at game planning and how incredible he is at coming up with a way to beat you when he has the time to do so. When, he, when you give a guy like Sean McVay an entire offseason to prep for a bad opponent, he has shown he will not lose. He is 5-0. and Vice versa, Sean McDermott in that same time span, he's 3-2 and with a loss last year. Now, it could be apples to oranges. There might not be a whole ton to read in here. But the one thing I think that does stand out from that is that Sean McVay, maybe more so than anybody else, is one of the best coaches in the league when it comes to the ability to game plan and also adjust based on what you show him. The Bills absolutely were running the Rams out of the building the last time they played him. Don't you remember? COVID year, first half, the Bills were dumping on the Rams. It was unbelievable. It was one of those games where it felt like the Bills coming out party. I mean, they were dominating one of the best defenses in the league every single drive. They had no answer. And at one point, the Bills went up, what, 28 to 3, something like that. I mean, it was utter domination. But I think you all remember how that second half went. Sean McVay, he goes into halftime 
makes adequate adjustments. He shuts down the Bills offense in the second half. He gets his offense motoring. He gets the run game going. He winds up tying that game. And if it wasn't for a, in my opinion, I mean, I got to be transparent here. If it wasn't for a God awful pass interference flag, the Bills lose that game. And you look back at that and you wonder, well, how did that go away? How did the Bills' dominance in one full half get swept under the rug and wind up being close to a loss? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with Sean McVay. And I think that's what makes this game a bit more tougher than usual for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, we're used to going into the season outside of last year, which even though, I mean, then I thought the Bills were going to run away against the Steelers. But hey, Mike Tomlin, like Sean McVay, one of the best coaches in the league. But the Bills are often used to opening up against weaker opponents. Oftentimes, it's either the Dolphins or the Jets that you seem to think of when it comes to opening the season up. But this game's a bit more tougher, not just because of the roster the Rams have, but because of the way Sean McVay coaches. And he's had an entire offseason to game plan against these Buffalo Bills, and that's what I think might wind up being that thing that you think of if somebody were to ask you, how do the Rams get this done this week? I'd say, well... To me, if it's going to come down to splitting hairs, I think it might come down to the way that Sean McVay has game planned against teams that he's had a ton of time being able to prep for. He had a ton of time to prep for the Bengals. It wasn't the greatest performance, but they wound up getting the job done. And he had a ton of time to prep against those Patriots in that Super Bowl. And let's tip the cap. I mean, they played fantastic. Jared Goff just couldn't beat Tom Brady. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do there? I don't think if you, I mean, in hindsight, you'll look back on it. Was that ever going to happen? They were still hanging in it right there. So that to me is the one big thing going into this weekend or this Thursday, rather. I look at Sean McVay and I think, okay, if there's going to be one difference, potentially that's it. Now let's talk about the bills and what I think that they got to do on Thursday to separate themselves from the LA Rams and do their best to try and, and separate on the scoreboard as well. Matt Stafford had a great year last year for the LA Rams, no debate. And I think he gets a lot more credit than most would have just because he comes from Detroit where everybody knew he was a great quarterback, but it just never truly rang home with many people because of how bad the Detroit Lions themselves were. I mean, you knew how good Matt Stafford was, but did anybody really care? The Detroit Lions weren't going to do anything. The Detroit Lions were never going to make the playoffs. They were never going to threaten the division. So who cares what Matt Stafford's doing? And he goes in last season. He provides Cooper Cup an historic year, and he ultimately gets the Rams all the way to the Super Bowl, and he wins it. But Matt Stafford also struggled more last year than I think people talk about. He threw more interceptions last year than any other quarterback. And I think when you look at these weapons that the LA Rams have, you might be a little taken back as far as how is this secondary without Tredavious White going to be able to match up with a guy like Cooper Cup who put up nearly 2,000 yards last year. What did he have? 16 touchdowns, a historic year. And you look at it and you say, well, we don't have Tredavious White. Dane Jackson's going to be out there. We do have Teron Johnson, who I think is one of the best slot defenders there is. You're still talking about a guy in Cooper Cup who's ultimately one of the best. And then you have added weapons for the LA Rams that I think 
kind of puts them over the top a bit. You got Brandon Marshall, who they just added. You have Van Jefferson. You have Tyler Higby. They're loaded. They're loaded. But the one thing I think that the Bills can do to separate themselves in this one is take advantage of Matt Stafford's inability to play a perfect game. He is definitely mistake-prone. As good as he is, he's sort of like Brett Favre in the way that he's a gunslinger, where he just kind of lets it ride, throws it deep. He's got a cannon. And as we know with Brett Favre, that oftentimes resulted in turnovers. And the Bills had the best overall pass defense in the league last year. And I said this multiple times throughout the offseason and last year. That was without Tredavious White. I think going into a game like this where they do have a wide receiver core like the Rams do, you do really, really, truly wish you had Tredavious White. But when you look at it, I went and looked. Dane Jackson only allowed 50% of the balls thrown his way to be completed. We've seen what Teron Johnson can do in the slot. That's probably where Cooper Cup's going to be seen the most. And then Van Jefferson, who runs deep routes more so than any other wide receiver on that team, he's going to have to deal with probably the best safety core in the entire league in Poyer and Hyde. So I look at that, and I look at the Bill. I look at the Bills' defense, their current setup against this LA Rams team, who I think is probably the most stacked in the NFC as far as the pass game is concerned, if not right up there. It might look like, well, you're missing Tre'Davious White. Do the Rams have the edge? Well, I'd say you factor in the fact that Matt Stafford threw more picks than anybody last year. You factor in the fact that despite not having Tredavious White last year, the Bills were still number one in nearly every category throwing the ball. And then you topple onto that the upgraded Bills D-line. The Bills were able to have the best pass defense in the league last year without a defensive line that they have this year. I think compared to previous years, last year's Bills D-line was better than we expected. But this year, you guys know as well as I, the expectations are just incredible on this Bills defensive line. And for good reason. I mean, look at the additions. And then you can also add a little bit of spice into the fact that Van, that, that Von Miller's playing against his former team in his former house on the night that they're raising the banner that he was a part of winning. You can't tell me that's not going to fuel him up a little bit as far as giving him an extra edge. So I think when you really do get down to it, it is a very even matchup. Bill's defense, Rams offense. But I'd say if you can force Matt Stafford to get into that tendency that he has of turning the ball over, and you can capitalize on that, I think that that could be a huge difference. Yes, the Rams wide receiver core is exceptional. And yes, Matt Stafford, he is one of the best. But when you look at what the Bills have as far as being able to cover this, and you look at what the tendencies are for Matt Stafford, especially when you're playing against as good of a defense as the Bills have, I think you might want to favor it a bit more towards the Bills side. And I think that that's probably something you won't hear when talking about this Bills defense going up against this Rams pass game. If we flip it over down to the other side, Josh Allen, here he comes. The fifth year in a major spot. And I think as far as pressure is concerned, I mean, yeah, I, I would say the bills overall, they have the more, they have the most pressure than any team in the league. 
obviously. Let's talk about players, though. Single players. There's a handful of guys that have an immense amount of pressure on this year. Josh Allen being, I say, right up at the top of that. Because out of all these guys that Josh Allen's categorized to be in with this in, within the group now, right? Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady. That's kind of where he seems to fall now, and he's often in that fourth spot. The pressure's on because it's kind of getting to the point where people are expecting, okay, what are you going to do now to, to ascend into that realm and prove that you, need, that you deserve to be there? I mean, we've seen incredible play, but the rest of them have MVPs. They have the Super Bowl, whatever. Josh Allen comes into this season with the best roster that he's had, the best roster that he could potentially ever have. And in this spotlight, it's never going to get bigger on an opening weekend. And this defense for the Rams, as we know, is no joke. The one thing that I think is the standout as far as offense is concerned is the guy that Josh Allen, of course, is going to be relying on the most this season, the guy that he's relied on the most since he's come to the team, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs has not had the best outings when he has gone against Jalen Ramsey. And we know Jalen Ramsey in all pro at his position, one of the best in the game. He has had his fair share of success against Stephon Diggs in their two matchups. Diggs has only been targeted four times when he's gone against Jalen Ramsey. Only two of those four targets resulted in catches. And only those two catches resulted in nine yards. He did wind up scoring a touchdown in that game back at the one I was talking about where they were running away with it in the first half. But that matchup, I think that that's music to my ears. Because you want to know what that tells me? It's Gabe Davis time. I think this coming Thursday, huge opportunity. You want to talk about a guy this offseason who's had his name being spewed left, right, and center as far as, oh, Gabe Davis, this is the year. You saw what he did in the playoffs. You saw that epic, legendary, record-breaking performance against the Chiefs. Could he not be one of the biggest stars as far as young wide receivers are concerned in this league this coming season? Here's your opportunity this coming Thursday. Because Jalen Ramsey, for the most part, is going to be ghosting Stephon Diggs fine. That is ultimately one of the biggest factors when it comes to having. A our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold guy like Stefan Diggs and that's why it means so much to have an adequate core surrounding a solid wide receiver one 
You expect your wide receiver one to be dominant, which Stephon Diggs is. There's only a handful of wide receivers in the league that are in his realm. But the benefit of having a guy like Stephon Diggs goes well beyond what he does when the ball is thrown his way. He's going to be opening it up for the rest of this squad. And I think the Rams, they do have a solid backfield to be able to try and contain it, right? David Long, Troy Hill, not to mention, we'll get into their D-line in a minute, but not even to mention that. But you can only do so much. And I think when you look at Ramsey versus Diggs, it's about as world-class as it gets as far as position versus position is concerned. And oftentimes that positional battle is won by the corner or the D-back in general because of the quarterback's lack of targets thrown to that receiver. I mean, that's usually how it goes. That's why that corner winds up winning the battle a lot of the time. Because the targets just aren't there. I mean, in four games, like I mentioned, Stephon Diggs has only been targeted four times. It's because you'd rather not throw the ball towards Jalen Ramsey's way. Oh, God, that felt so good. Sorry about that. Oh, my God, these allergies. And I, when I was out in uh, the gorge this weekend, it was, everything was just like dust. You're walking there and everything's dust and they're just kicking up. I got like so much damn like red rock dust in my throat right now. Oh, and I'm just ranting here. I'm getting going. God, I'm so fired up. But when you look at that matchup, right, uh, in particular, I think that that is why it often gets it gets pushed towards the D-back. The quarterback's just less likely to go his way. But when you look at what the Bills have, that's fine. I don't need Stephon Diggs in this game to rack up a career day. We get to see what Jamison Crowder brings to the table. Isaiah McKenzie looks to be healthy, full participant in practice. We get to see what he could potentially be in a much bigger role this coming Thursday. What kind of burn does Khalil Shakir get? That's going to be interesting to me. But the big one here is Gabe Davis. I think that Thursday night, Gabe Davis truly has that big opportunity to solidify himself as that wide receiver two, that undeniable wide receiver two that we all expect him to be this coming year. This is a big opportunity this coming Thursday. Super Super excited to see what could potentially be brought to the table by Gabriel Davis this coming weekend. And then down in the trenches, right? Yes, you have Leonard Floyd. Yes, of course, you have Aaron Donald who's going to have to take up half the line just to block him. But I think that that, yeah, I mean, you're, you're never going to have the upper hand when you're going against Aaron Donald. But the one thing that the Bills have that everybody else doesn't, or at least, you know, 95% of the league doesn't, is Josh Allen. And that goes, yeah, you could say, oh, you have Josh Allen. Yeah, he's a great thrower. He's great. He's great. It goes well beyond that. When you're talking about playing a, a legitimate, like, you're basically playing Zeus. You know, you're basically playing Thor out there and Aaron Donald. Well, Josh Allen's a bit of a Thor himself. He is able to get out of situations in which Aaron Donald would be able to feast on other quarterbacks in that particular spot. 
Aaron Donald feasts on guys who stay in the pocket, who aren't able to get outside to the edge, who aren't able to run, let alone guys who aren't able to stiff arm, who aren't able to absolutely truck stick. Now, is Josh Allen going to truck stick Aaron Donald? I would say no. Then again, though, I wouldn't put it past him as far as giving it a try. I mean, we, we know he's not going to go down without a fight. That's for sure. But Josh Allen will not make it easy on a D-line in the Rams that most people expect to constantly be a dominant force every single night. Aaron Donald can have his way against the majority of the league, but not against Josh Allen. Josh Allen, his ability to move, his ability to run, and his ultimate physicality are what I think is a big Achilles heel for a guy like Aaron Donald. It's not that he isn't going to be able to get in the backfield. It's going to be, are you going to be able to get your hands on Josh Allen? And if you do, are you going to be able to bring him down? Much easier said than done. Much easier said than done. I wonder in this game coming up here, if the, if the ultimate goal is to try and get the ball out quicker than usual. Another thing that comes into Thursday night that's going to be exciting to watch that we've yet to see yet is is what we see out of Ken Dorsey and what could potentially be different out of this Bills offense than we've seen in the past, right? We've been talking about this all offseason. What's the difference going to be with Ken Dorsey? And I know that there's people, I shared this story with you about Chris Sims and how he had thought that maybe that could be a concern for the Bills this coming year. But I look at it as the complete opposite. I mean, you know, Ken Dorsey's been in this locker room with Josh Allen for as long as Brian Dable has, he's been in the room. He's, he's the perfect fit for this OC position. Didn't go outside of the facility. You stay right there with a guy that had as good of a relationship with Josh Allen as anybody did in that front office. And I think he's going to bring a spice. And I'm just wondering what that's going to be. And I wonder how much of that we see Thursday night. The other big talk, of course, this whole offseason is the run game. Now, this D-line for the Rams, right, it's, it's about as good as you're going to face all season. But that's the one thing I look forward to seeing this Thursday. Is it going to be more creative than we saw a season ago? Is the run game going to be a bit more creative, a bit harder to attack than what we got accustomed to last year, which was a lot of just up the gut, a lot of nothing? The other thing I really hope to see on Thursday is getting the running backs involved in the passing game. And I also want to see some short yardage game as well. I saw somebody up in the comments bring this up not too long ago, earlier on in the show, about the yards after catch situation. I think when you're playing a defense as good as you are or as good as the Rams have this Thursday night, putting your wide receivers and ultimately your running backs in a position to be able to catch the ball in space and get yards after the catch is critical. You're not going to be able to push the field, you know, deep ball after deep ball as much as you did probably against the Chiefs in this game. The Rams have a better defense, a better backfield. And I don't know if that's how you want to win a game like this. Of course, if that's how you do it and that's how you get it done and it works, hey, what the hell do I care? Do whatever you got to do. I just think going into it, when you look at what the, the Rams do have, at their disposal going against this offense. I think it works in the Bills' favor to be able to spread the field, get as many guys involved as possible, especially if Stephon Diggs is going to be that guy that's going to be ghosted by Jalen Ramsey. And then get that short game involved, get that yard after the catch involved, build up the Josh Allen confidence, get him going, get him hot, and see where that goes, and see if that also sparks the run game as well. 
Just so many elements going into Thursday that have you so stoked. So the general sentiment right now around this game, if you're wondering, I mean, that's usually what happens around this time. As soon as the week hits, it's what are your predictions, right? Who's Vegas got? What's everybody thinking? Who's winning the games this weekend? And outside of the Bills games, it's who cares, right? Who's winning this game Thursday night? Well, if you want to give Vegas their due, you know, their due, because they're more often right than not. There's a reason those casinos are multi-billion dollar establishments. This line has swung more than I anticipated. When this game first was announced, however many months ago, the Bills opened up at minus one, which in and of itself is impressive. I'll remind you again, I said this a long time ago, but it still rings true as of right now. The Bills are not an underdog in a single game this entire year. And I want you to soak that in because I don't care how good any team is. That is just unheard of. That is incredible. And that just goes to show you, they opened up at minus one against the reigning champs in their house, you know, night one. And I thought that that was going to swing a bit. And it did. It went to Rams minus one. And then it kind of went to a pick them and it stayed around there. It swung back to Bills minus one. The money's coming in on Buffalo. The Bills have jumped all the way up to minus two and a half. They have more than doubled the opening spread, and I know it's marginal, but still. If you're a gambling man, and I don't know how many of you are, but the difference between one point and two and a half points when it comes to gambling is night and day. It's night and day. And as the game approaches here, they are now two and a half point favorites on the road. And that just goes to show you, you know, what, when it comes down to what happens on the field, it doesn't mean squat. When it comes down to the public sentiment, when it comes down to showing you what the money's on, what the people think, the people are riding Buffalo this week. The people are riding Buffalo, and that is what the general consensus is right now. And even I, I got to tell you right now, hold on one sec, just thinking about it. I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole. As far as gambling is concerned, I wouldn't touch this game with a yardstick. One, I don't need more of a heart attack than I think I'm already going to have on Thursday anyways. I mean, you, I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, Abigail coming in. You, God bless you, Abigail. She's saying Bill's 34-17. Look, look, if I can go into the fourth quarter, if the third quarter can come to a close and the Bills are up 27-10, <sighs> I mean, and I can just kick back, no stress. You know, I'm not pacing, I'm not sweating, I'm laughing, I'm having a good time. Sign me up, Abigail. But I think we all know that that, that probably ain't going to happen. I think that we all know that this kind of has it, the writing on the wall here, doesn't it? This game really doesn't strike me as it's, that it's going to be run away with by either side. I'd be shocked. Back to my point I was talking about earlier as far as expectations, too. If the Rams run away with it, back to the drawing board. I'm sorry. The Bills shouldn't have any team in the league run away with, it, with anything against them this year. Obviously, stuff happens. 
right? The Bills were not the Bills that played the Jaguars last year, right? We get that. Stuff happens. But this game's different. You can't go out and do that week one. You know, something happens in the middle of the year. Somebody goes down. They get hurt. You have an off week. You know, you, you lose by two touchdowns. That, I don't know, the Vikings. And you already had a good year up until that. And you bounce back right after. Yeah, we get it. It's the NFL. It's week to week. Anything happens. For Christ's sake, like I just said, for Christ's sake, Urban Meyer beat Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, and the Buffalo Bills. Okay? I mean, it's just like, what do you, what, what do you even say? What do you even say? You play that game 100 times. The Bills win at 99, and we witness the one that the Jaguars walk away with. This game, to me, though, I just think the writing's on the wall, and I think I would be just beyond mind-blown if one side or the other runs away with it. But to the expectation point I was talking about, if the Rams run away with it, look out. That, to me, is going to be a real big, real big red flag. How do you come out week one? That Thursday night, with those expectations, with the roster you have, with the formula that you have crafted all offseason to equal out to Super Bowl caliber, if you go out and get rolled, you're, that, is, that is as bad as it could possibly be. I don't care what happens the following week. That, to me, is going to prove it. That's going to show me a lot. I'd have to really get a lot of trust gain back over multiple weeks' time if the Bills get rolled. I would. I really would. I mean, you can't go out the following week and roll Tennessee and prove to me that week one was, a, was an aberration. You just can't do that. You cannot get rolled in this one. Now, on the other hand, you go out and you absolutely flatten the Rams all. You, are, you, you think I'm loud and energetic and, and fired up now, and, and every time you tune in here, you better, you better turn your speakers down next week. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I don't even know where I will begin if that happens. Because I'm telling you where my mind's going to be if this winds up being a good game and, and if the Bills wind up winning. I mean... I'm telling you right now where my mind's going to be. You don't even want to know where I'm going to be if they wind up rolling. But I think that this really comes down to the wire, and I think it comes down to a lot of things I was talking about earlier, these nuances. Like I said, for the Rams, I think when, when, a lot of times you're talking about football games, it really comes down to matchups, and that comes down to positional groups, right? And when you weigh out the Bills, I think that when, it, when you look at the Rams and you look at the Bills, I mean, it really is super even. And there's a few sides that I think levy one way or the other. I think when you're looking at the coaching position, I'm giving a slight notch or a slight notch to the Rams, maybe a little bit more than a slight notch. You have to. You have to. Sean McVay's coming to this league and taking it by storm. In five years, he's got two Super Bowl appearances. He has completely changed the way to operate personnel, a roster. He's just, it's, it's really revolutionary, honestly. And everybody that he's touched has gotten a job somewhere. You know, Sean McVay's got the edge here. But that just goes to show you how great of a coach he is. It's no, it's no uh, uh, indictment on, on Sean McDermott. When you're looking at quarterback, I think there's plenty of people who would want to argue Matt Stafford, but come on. No, 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 no. We all know Josh Allen, checkmark towards the Bills. And when it comes down to football, when you're weighing out, when you're doing your checks and balances, what is the heaviest cinder block that you put on the scale? It's the quarterback. That is the ultimate difference in every game. And the Bills have the upper hand here. 
as far as run game is concerned, I don't think we know quite yet what the, what we're going to get from the Bills. We know what it was last year. We know what it was towards the end of the year. But I think we also know what we've seen this offseason and what we can expect. I think we can expect a lot better, but we're going to have to see it. The Rams, historically, under Sean McVay, have been a good rushing team. Obviously, it hasn't been the same that it was early on in his career. But that, to me, you know, kind of a wash. I'd probably favor it into the Rams uh, sector. But that all depends on what Josh Allen does in the run game, too. All depends on how they try to utilize him, if they do at all. So that's kind of a toss-up to me. As crazy as it sounds, the the, the D-line, I mean, yeah, you do have Aaron Donald on your D-line for the Rams. And that is, you want to talk about cinder blocks, putting them on the weight, you know, weighing things out on a scale. Yeah, I mean, you you really want to give it to the Rams, right? But I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. That's how good this Bills D-line is coming into this year. I mean, to me, that's just kind of a wash. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is the Rams D line better than the Bills? I don't know. I mean, yeah, Aaron Donald, he is the best player amongst both D lines. I don't know. Overall, I'm taking the Bills defense. Overall, I'm taking the Bills defense. I have the number one pass defense coming back. I have the two, they have the best safety duo in the backfield. I have what could potentially be the best D line in this league or one of if it pans out the way we expect it to based on who is on this D-line. The only situation that I wonder, you know, could it get exploited is the cornerback position. And that's where I think Sean McVay can get, can get crafty. You know, how does he take advantage of Kyrie Elam? How does he take advantage of a Dane Jackson, who ultimately is not Tredavious White. That's what savvy coaches do. That's what, you know, I mean, I hate using this word genius, but I mean, if we're going to talk about offensive gurus, yeah, Sean McVay has been that guy. And he's had months to game plan against, a, a, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a lesser than cornerback unit for the Buffalo Bills. That's the one thing you could look at. You definitely give the edge as far as corners are concerned to the Rams in this game. Then things will be different on the offensive line this year for the Rams. They're without Andrew Whitworth for the first time in, what, 200 years? That guy played until his 90s. I love Andrew Whitworth. He's a legend. He's gone. That was a cornerstone of this offense for the L.A. Rams. And then wide receiver core, it is very, very even as well incredibly even I think based on last year and as crazy as this is to say because there's not many teams this year the Bills will play that you can have this argument with but I mean based on what Cooper Cup showed last year you you, you gotta you gotta give the you gotta move the line towards the Rams in that department Cooper Cup just was out of his mind last year it's very even but I think I give the the notch there to the uh to the Rams but it all depends on who's throwing you the ball, too. And we know that that goes in the Bills' favor. So when you really go through all these scenarios, this game is like dead even. It is like dead freaking even. And that's why these two are Super Bowl favorites. And that's why these two 
are in a game that many people are coining a potential Super Bowl preview. And that's why this game means so much. And if you can go out and deliver and show the whole world, not just a one o'clock CBS Buffalo market, the whole world. I mean, hell, there'll be people Thursday night who don't even know what a first down is watching this game. There'll be people Thursday night who'll be asking, what the hell is that yellow line on the field doing there? They'll be watching this game. You want to know who those people will know? They'll, they'll know? they'll know Josh Allen. And that's a cool thing. I mean, that's a cool thing. There'll be people looking out there, they'll be like, Man, so, so how many points is the touchdown again? Oh, so you don't get seven. You got to kick the thing. Right. Those people will be watching this game Thursday. It's huge. But like I was saying, you know, a good indicator as far as weighing teams against each other is looking at the positional groups and how they match up as far as personnel is concerned. This game is just so dead even. Adam Shepard saying, well, listen, I, I understand what you're saying. He's saying, you know, you just said Rams better coaching, Rams best run game, Rams better passing game. But did not say that. I didn't say that. Sounds like you're going Rams. No, what I'm going is dead even. I mean, I, I don't think I've stressed that enough. How much more even could this game get? That's why I said 10 minutes ago, you know, I wouldn't touch this game gambling with a 10-foot pole. I mean, there's no way. How could you adequately bet this game? I mean, put your Bills bias aside. You know, say you're not a Bills fan. This is a really tough game to bet. It really, really is. And the spread in itself tells you that. When these games are this minuscule as far as the spread is concerned, that tells you you might as well go play roulette before you bet on these games. Now, to break down what Adam said here, I think the Rams do have the, the coaching advantage. Yes, I think that everybody would probably agree with that, right? I didn't say they have a better passing game. I think they have a better wide receiver unit right now, and that's because Cooper Cup looked like you know Jerry Rice last year. But they also don't have Josh Allen throwing them the ball. If Josh Allen was on the Rams with that wide receiver core, I would lock that in, of course, the better, wide, the, the better passing game. But Josh Allen is the better quarterback in this game. And he also has a wide receiver core that is right here with that Rams wide receiver core. So to me, it's just very even. I'm not giving one edge to the other. I'm giving them the edge in the wide receiver depth department, but not by a whole hell of a lot. I just have to do that because look at Cooper Cup's year last year. I mean, how can, how can you not tip your cap in favor of the Rams on this one when it comes to the, the wide receiver core? But when you look at the Bills, you look at what, you know, what they're capable of, the guys that they have, and oh, by the way, Stephon Diggs, who really isn't all that much farther away from Cooper Cup as far as where they are in, in this league. And then you got Josh Allen throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah, like Drew's saying here. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, if Cooper Cup, imagine if you had Cooper Cup in the slot on this team with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I mean, they might have to, like, they might have to relegate the league. They might have to, like, they, they might have to do one of those, uh, like, expansion drafts. That would be totally unfair. So I guess I, 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 I'm, we're going live Thursday night. I'm not prepared to give a pr prediction tonight yet. And by the way, uh, was it was it, it was Adam, right? Who said that? I like that point, by the way, Adam. I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that because I understand what you meant by you know it might be looking like I could be leaning Rams. I think the reason that it might seem like that is because I think the way you look at it 
You could lean Rams if you convinced yourself. You could lean Bills. That's how even it is. This game is so dead even, you'd have to convince yourself to lean one way or the other, in my opinion. In my opinion. If I have to lean one way or the other other in a dead even game, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to lean towards the better quarterback, as I think most would. In any game that Tom Brady's ever played in, not to, I always got to give this disclaimer, not to compare Josh Allen to Tom Brady. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, in any game that Tom Brady played in, did anybody ever lean towards the other team if those two teams were dead even? No, no. They always lean towards Tom Brady. Why? Because they're smart. Because that was the right choice. In this league, that is the ultimate difference maker, the quarterback. And when I look at this game, It's so even to me. My deciding factor is the quarterback. And in this game, the Bills have the better quarterback. Now, like I said, I am not entirely prepared to give a prediction tonight, and I do want to save that for Thursday night because we are going to have one epic, epic pregame show for you Thursday night. The whole squad is going to be teaming up on this one Thursday night. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be me. It's going to be Rico. I think um, I think Pierre's hopping on. He better be. Uh, I know Evan's coming on. I think Rev's coming on. I can't remember if he is is on or not. But anyway, I mean, anybody who can be there is going to be there. I know this much for sure. Me and Rico will 100% be there Thursday. And that's kind of when I want to do my uh, my predictions. Because I, I want, I need, I need a little bit more time to think about where I think this game falls as far as score is concerned. I think I know where I want to go as far as winner, and I think you can kind of get it in here, based on what I was just talking about with the quarterback. But it's weird in this one. You have two really good defenses. You got two really good offenses. Which one's going to wind up carrying this game one way or the other? You know, the Rams and the Bengals were two really good offenses last year. I'd probably give the notch to the Bengals in that game. Their offensive line wasn't nearly as good, and I think that was the difference. But that wasn't a high-flying game in that Super Bowl. So it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder kind of where this game goes. One more thing I wanted to touch on, by the way, going into this game as far as just another benefit for the Bills is the, uh, the health situation. So the Bills put out their Monday injury report report today. The Buffalo Bills PR Twitter put this out. Uh, So as far as guys that potentially could have been on the fringe, Tim Settle, full participant in practice. The big one here, Jordan Poyer, who, you know, not too long ago, we were wondering, man, is there potential for Jordan Poyer to miss week one? No, he's going to be there. Non-contact or uh, full contact the other day. He was not wearing the non-contact uniform. Full participant today in practice for Jordan Poyer. And then Isaiah McKenzie, who's been dealing with a groin issue, he was a full participant today as well. The only two guys outside of guys that are on injured reserve right now, the only two guys that did not practice today were Quentin Morris and Tommy Doyle. This team is waltzing into this game outside of the loss of Tredavious White that we've been well aware of for a long time now. This team is waltzing into this game incredibly healthy. And that's scary for anybody because this team is also waltzing into this game with an incredible roster. I cannot absolutely believe that this game's Thursday night. I can't believe the season's here. I 
Oh my god, I, I'm just I'm 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 so excited. I I'm starting to lose my mind a little bit. You know, it's weird because usually, you know, you get you get an opener like, you know, the Bills haven't played in this Thursday night opener. So usually usually um you get a little warmed up, right? I mean, the college football this past weekend helped. But I had to watch it on my phone because I was at that campground. So that kind of sucks. I hate doing that. I freaking hate that shit. Like, if you're not watching football on, like, a giant TV, I can't do it. I need, I, like, it's just not, not for me. Um, but it did help a little bit, you know, as far as getting warmed up. But, like, it's weird because usually with the NFL, you do get that warm-up with that Thursday night, and then you're, like, ready to rock. Like, we're just, we're just, like, right into the cold water, man. Right into the cold water. Let's get a few comments in here, talk to you guys a little bit before I'm panning out here. Uh, by the way, if you hadn't had enough of me tonight, which... How could you? There's only three days left. Even if you hate me, you got to listen about more bills. I mean, come on. My night's not done tonight. I'm going to be joining uh, my boy Tommy DeLoss for another live stream at 9.30 tonight. That's going to be real fun. We're going to be breaking down more of this Rams game. Uh, going to be going on the Buffalo late night show tonight with Colt Schrader um, of Buffalo Rumblings and myself going on with uh, Tommy DeLoss there from Buffalo late night at 9.30, so right after this. Uh, the link to that is right on my Twitter page. If you want to go check that out over at AdZachB22. Oh, by the way, speaking of Twitter, uh, last day right now to get into my giveaway. Last day to enter the giveaway. I'm giving away a Let Josh Cook giveaway. I'm giving away the... Uh, the uh, whoop. Come on now, girl. Giving away the seasonings that I reviewed uh, last time out giving away the seasonings and giving away a box of Josh's Jacks, the breakfast of champions, giving that away over on my Twitter. You'll see the post, retweet it. You're automatically entered to win that giveaway is tomorrow. Haven't announced this one yet, but I'm doing a big giveaway tomorrow on Twitter. One last big giveaway before the season starts. I'm going to be doing a $100 NFL shop gift card giveaway it's going to be 48 hours only and i'm going to announce the winner during the pregame of the bills game so you're going to want to get in on that that's going to be on my twitter tomorrow so long story short here if you're not following me on twitter wake up if you're not on twitter create an account get over there a lot of cool stuff going on Dante coming in. Yeah, baby, we are. What a game that was, Dante. Hell State, man, that game had, that was giving me a panic attack. Listen, oh my God. Penn State is, a, they, they just, every year, I've said this before, they like, they, they love the, it's, it's worse than the Bills in a way because you know with, that, with Penn State, there's no chance that, they're going to make the playoffs just because of how good the SEC is. And then, of course, you got Ohio State who always makes it from the Big Ten. But they always are, like, good enough to get you hoping. And Sean Clifford, the quarterback of Penn State, he is, he is a, just a, a heart attack walking on a football field. Good God. But, yes, Dante, 1-0. That game should have went to the Boilermakers. So glad it didn't. That, that was a wild game. I don't know how the hell Penn State pulled it off. You, know, you, you got... I mean, you got Sean Clifford playing some of the worst football you've seen. Then he goes ahead and leads one of the best game-winning drives I've seen in a while. One of the best game-winning drives I've seen from Penn State in a very long time. What else do we got in here? 
Derek's a Gainesville guy. Go Gators. Okay. Good for you, Derek. It's been tough for the Gators recently. You know, football is more fun when college football is more fun when Florida is good. Uh, let's see. Uh, season beast coming in. You guys need to join the BF squad and be a part of this. Yeah. If you're not part of the BF squad already, that of course is the bing biggity bing squad, uh, squad uh, coined by Rico. You're going to want to get in on that. Hey, by the way, we've been going up on subscribers on YouTube pretty heavy recently. No wonder it's because the season's right around the corner and the bills are one of the best team uh, teams in the league. You're going to be need to get in all. You're going to be need to get in all of your bills coverage, and we got that for you here. So make sure on your way out here, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, like, bell ringing, all that good stuff. Um, oh, another thing too that uh, I don't have the graphic up tonight because I'm waiting for Bobby to send me an updated one. Um, but we have a new sponsor. I'm going to be having some cool new promo videos coming out, but this one is awesome because I think a lot of you guys are going to like this. And even though I told you earlier, I wouldn't touch the bills game this week with a 10 foot pole, as far as gambling is concerned, not that I'm not confident in the bills. I just don't need any added stress. I don't need money on top of the fact that I'm already going to be dying, pacing across the floor, needing the bills to win, but we are partnered with bet us. And we have some awesome promotional stuff going on with BetUS. And I'm going to be having some videos coming out soon to explain these deals and what BetUS does. But they are one of the premier sports gambling websites in the world right now. And we are super stoked to be partnering up with them. And they're going to be offering you a 125% deposit bonus if you sign up with our link. And the promo code to do so is BF. 125 that's going to be in the comment section of this bad boy when we're done here so you can take advantage of that then um but that's really cool we look forward to be partnering with them all season long here and you can put in your bill super bowl bets with bet us and uh, hopefully for our sake make a little bit of make a little bit of coin on top of uh bringing a ring to buffalo that wouldn't be all that bad huh um adam saying can't wait for you to break out the leather jacket well, i don't know why I mean, oh i know what you're talking about I think I'm going to wear the leather jacket Thursday night for the, uh, the pregame. I might even, you know, it could be lethal. You know, I got an outfit for you on Thursday night. I got an outfit for you, actually. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm going to, I'm going to surprise you. But Thursday night's going to be an outfit. <sighs> Good question here by Mike Hartle. Yeah, would you rather have Knox or Higby? Well, let me look something up here because... Tyler Higby is 29. And let's see. How many years is he in? Is this only is this only his third year coming up here? It can't be. No. I think I think the ceiling on Knox is definitely higher. I'm I'm probably going Knox. I'm going Knox. I, I, I just think that Knox has shown an innate ability to improve year after year. No, what am I talking about? Third year, I'm an idiot. So he's, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Knox. Obviously, Higby has more experience, and he's been very consistent. You got to give him that. I mean, Higby's been a real consistent, solid tight end for the LA Rams. But I think the ceiling at this point in their career, definitely Knox, for sure. 
And just Knox has gotten better and better and better. And the fact that he completely reduced the drop rate too, to me, was just, that was the big thing. And then to go out last year and, you know, be a, be a league leader in touchdowns, incredible. Just awesome stuff. Okay. Buck 15 in the books here. And like I said, I'm not done tonight. It's 930. I'm already late. I got to go join the boys over at the Buffalo late night. I'm going to post. Let me see. Can I do this right here? Let me see. Let me think this. <clears throat> I think I can get the, uh, let me get the link for it right here. Just in case you have some more free times on your hand tonight and want to come join us over on the Buffalo late night. Yeah. There it is. I just put the uh, link to the show right in the comment section there. So come join me and the boys. We're going to keep this chat rolling on over there. Talking more bills and more Rams. Good God, baby. It's game week. This Thursday night. And if you're not going to go and watch more of me tonight, that's fine. I get it. You had your bot dose, but you got to come join me Thursday night. More details to follow about that, of course. But we have an epic, epic pregame show coming your way Thursday night before the big match, the big game, the big opener. And I know for a fact you are going to be joining me then. That's going to be a huge one. We're super stoked. I know you are. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I got no other words. Much love to all of you. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Labor Day. Thanks for spending it with me. It's game week, baby. I'll see you guys Thursday night. Go Bills. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.